0: Many of us struggle to gather STEM supplies for our classroom and really any type of supplies as a teacher, let's be honest. However, there are a variety of ways to gather materials creatively and for free. In this episode, I'll be sharing with you three ways to get free materials for your STEM projects. Before we jump in, I wanted to give a special shout out to my newest members in the STEM Teacher Bookshelf membership. Shout out to Audra R., Susan E., Lori D., Julieta S., Georgia L., Tracy Y., Janessa D., Amy R., Jackie B., Megan B., Candy S., Jackie M., Strasia A., Kelly H., Beth S., and Jacqueline F. I am so excited that you are all in this community with me and it is growing and I love adding your name to my little bookshelf image. This is a community where we talk about STEM professional books, STEM topics that are important to you, have that space to connect with one another, and a live monthly Zoom call, and of course opportunities to win the next month's book. It's only nine bucks a month and you can have your name read out loud as well and your name put on the bookshelf. You can join at Naomi slash STEM teacher bookshelf. And if you are part of the first 50 teachers in this membership, there are a few spots left, then I will send you a handwritten note in the mail along with a special exclusive STEM teacher bookshelf sticker. So I'd love to see you in there. Now, for this episode, when we are talking about free STEM supplies, they don't call me a maximista for nothing. I am known for being someone to shop on a budget, and these are all strategies to get things for free. And some will actually have a cost to them, but I'm all about it. I graduated from both of my degrees, my undergrad and my graduate degree, 100% debt free. So I paid my way through college both times. Don't have never had any student debt. I'm all about saving money and finding good deals when it is possible, especially if they are good deals that are free. So let's jump into these three ways that are definitely actionable that you can start tomorrow. If you are unsure of what you should actually be collecting for your classroom, and you might not get it all in the first year, but what should you be looking for? I've created a free spreadsheet inventory, which is actually based off of my classroom. And you can grab that at namimeredithcom slash classroom inventory list. Of course, it'll all be linked in the show notes. The first way that you can get free STEM supplies for your classroom is outside donations. Now I have some creative ways for you to do this. So it's not your typical ask and you shall receive blah, blah, blah. Here are actually some creative ways. I feel like the more creative you get when it comes to asking donations, people haven't heard about it before and they are probably more apt to tune in and donate rather than the typical giving tree and all that, which that's super cool too when you hang up something and people grab something as well. I talked about that actually in my back to school night episode, but here are some other creative ways to gather supplies. First, you could do a one grade level at a time asking if it's specific things that you are looking for for a project. I've explained this over the course of this podcast a lot, but my role teaching K-5 STEM has been very unique, and there was a point where with our budgeting, I was able to co-teach with the classroom teachers in my building to help them implement STEM and innovation in their classrooms. I did a really cool project with first grade one year during the springtime, and we were talking about insects. So that was something that they were studying in their classrooms, and I wanted to help them in on this project. So we came up with them building their own insect and adding in all of the elements that they talked about that insects have, and we were going to do this by using Makerspace Supplies. Now, we know these consumable products can run out very quickly, and especially if you're creating an insect, you want some things that are pretty colorful, and there actually is a reason why they have all of these colors. So we reached out to the parents of just first grade with a very targeted list of things that would work really well for this project, such as pipe cleaners, tissue paper, toilet paper rolls, googly eyes, pom-poms. And a lot of these things people had laying around in their homes. And what I took upon myself is that I actually organized all of the supplies. I love using those pop-up fabric cubes. You can get the ones at Ikea that are really large or get the smaller ones. I have some green ones, actually. I have a set of 24 that I use for all sorts of things. They were actually intended to be small green screens. But then I've still, when I'm done with that project, actually use them for other things. Anyway, I used those, organized all the materials. And then when I was co-teaching with students, they would come into my space when it was their time. And then we would do the lesson together. Now, what was another great benefit of this is that all the extra supplies, the classroom teachers didn't have room for. So they let me keep it and put it back into my makerspace, which was awesome and didn't cost anything. Another quick and easy way is to have a donation box in high traffic areas when it comes to families entering your building. You could post a letter of typical things that you wouldn't mind seeing all year, and parents can donate to this box. This has been highly successful, and I've gotten just the most random things in this box. I will collect all of it. Some of it I will recycle if it's too big. You know my feelings about projects that are too big. They take too long, too many materials. But anyway, I will collect these items and it's just so helpful to get these things year round. I do have a donation letter template that is 100% editable besides the cute little pictures, but all the content is editable for you, which you can get linked in the show notes or also in my TPT shop. Back in episode 76, I talked to Jennifer Mahan and she gave some awesome tips when it came to grant writing. Now, when we were done recording, we were still talking off the air, and she actually had two tips that she said I was okay if I shared, and I said I would give her credit because these are really good, of ways to get donations for your STEM classroom. The first one that she mentioned is posting any specific donations that you are needing on your school's social media pages, such as a Facebook page or Instagram. Maybe your school has a school-wide PTO or text messaging system. That could be another way that you could reach out to families as well. And again, this could just be things that they have sitting around and they're not quite sure what to do with. Another cool idea that Jennifer mentioned is around the springtime, you typically are creating those classroom supply lists for all of the grade levels. So if possible, try to see if you can add a couple items to each of the lists and have different ones per grade level. So it could just be a small donation, and it would just make a huge difference. So maybe something like batteries, maybe rechargeable or not, if you have specific items that still use batteries, Play-Doh, maybe magnets, kind of thinking about those things. They're a little bit pricey, but not too much of a cost. And even if they donated one or two, think about if every kid brought one in, that would make a huge difference in your space. So I thought those were some really creative and interesting ideas to get donations from outside sources and into your classroom. This one is kind of out of your control, but in a way it kind of is in your control when it comes to donations. And it's all about creating partnerships with the parents. So especially if you are a specials teacher, it is hard to connect with the parents and have them get to know you. So just try to get involved in different ways that you can. Hosting after school clubs is a great way to do this. But I randomly will get parent emails asking me if I would be interested in specific items that are not makerspace related. I've been donated snap circuits that somebody has grown out of, Duplo blocks, which are those larger Lego bricks that a family didn't want, colored dominoes, marbles, just really random stuff that I can definitely use. Which has been so amazing. So again, a little bit out of your control, but those are like hidden gems. Those are awesome when that happens to you. Another way to gather free supplies for your classroom is have a donation box in your teacher's lounge and make this donation very specific. I'm doing a project with our art teacher. It's a collaborative art project where the students are going to build something in art. And then when they come to me in STEM, we are going to do the electronic components. Now, this is a new lesson for me. I have never done this. That's all I'm really going to share because I don't know what is going to happen next. I actually have to learn the technology myself. But we need a lot of thin cardboard, like cereal box cardboard. And so we put a donation box in the teacher's lounge next to the microwave. And so when teachers are opening up their microwave meals that are oh so delicious, then they can put the cardboard in there and then we can use it for our project. So just a quick and easy way. They're going to throw it away anyway, but we can give it new life in our project. You could do this for other things like K-cup, like the coffee cups, maybe some bubble wrap when people get orders in. So just think of typical things that are, are in your building already that end up in the trash or recycling, but you could have one little hub in the teacher's lounge to gather those things. Likewise, the spring and back to school time are an awesome way to go garage sailing in your own building. When you're thinking about the new curriculums that are being developed or if the storage spaces need to be cleaned out and there's things that teachers don't want anymore, put out a radar in teachers' minds that you're happy to collect all of those things. Your STEM. So you need science, technology, engineering, and math items. I have gotten so many things this way. Unifix cubes balances for measuring, rulers. I got a huge bucket of wooden blocks one time dropped off at my door. So teachers know I'm always looking for these items, those non-consumable things. And again, it might be too old or they have just duplicates in their classroom. They just want the newer version that's sent to them in the curriculum and they don't have places to store the older stuff. Well, this is a great chance for you to take it upon yourself. I have a guest coming out sometime soon on this podcast, and she did this exact thing and had a cute story about this. So um, definitely a good way to get some free stuff. Another quick and easy way is just send out a staff email. If you have an upcoming project and you need something specific, send out an email and see what people say. When I'm doing projects where students are building things and they're saving their work over time, I like them to save their work in grocery bags because everything fits inside and they can tie the top. So certain times during the year, I just send out an email blast, and people will bring in grocery bags for a week or two, and it's just super helpful, and again, gets it off of their hands, and just another great way to get free stuff. And the last way to get free stuff for your classroom, and this isn't always just makerspace supplies, is, well, writing grants. There are two past episodes that I've had before this one that you definitely should check out when it comes to grant writing. One is from Jennifer Bingham to talk about the tips and tricks when writing grants. She's been very successful with that. And also, if you're a little bit more nervous, check out the one from DonorsChoose. They lay things out super, super easy, and they even handle all the purchasing for you. And I know that they have a spring incentive coming up, so this is a really good time to try it out. I know that it's scary and it is a little bit of extra work. You do get better with it over time. But again, this is a really cool opportunity, and you're going to feel so proud of yourself when you do get a grant funded. There are times, like I've talked about, you do need higher-level products to do higher-level things. Yes, you can do Makerspace all year. There is nothing wrong with that. If that is the class you teach, hey, that's awesome. But if you're thinking about adding in more variety or you're just seeing that your kids are stagnant or need more engagement, having some of those higher level things that can be reused for multiple grade levels is definitely worth checking out. So check out any local grants in your area, any national grants, statewide grants, um, shoes again, is another great place to check this out. But try writing a grant. Make that your goal at the end of this school year or going into the next school year when you're thinking about summer planning. Think maybe set a goal for yourself that you want to write three grants and hopefully one of the three can get funded. So definitely try it out. Everything new is hard at first, like I tell my students, but definitely worth your time. As a recap, here are three ways to get free materials for your STEM projects. First, check out different ways to get outside donations. Next, get creative with those in-school donations. And third, make it a goal to try out some grant writing. If you want to dive in more when it comes to gathering materials and when it comes to grant writing, which will be something new I will add in the upcoming future, Definitely join me in my STEM Teacher 101 course. This is a section to get you started for the school year. So if you're thinking about going into the summer, this is definitely something great for you to jump in. And I do have a private podcast for this course, so you can actually listen to all of the modules on the go. You will get forever updates and all of the things inside of there. So definitely jump on in. You can get some credit when it comes to professional development credit and definitely all the help that you need to set up a good foundation for your STEM space. Thank you so much for listening. And I will chat with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the elementary STEM coach podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore, or send me an email to elementary podcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, Naomi to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.